Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. So where do we start today? Well, as we know, Wilco is finally going yeah. down. Very, very sad. The yes, best you and I both, yes, like pick and go. mix nuts and bolts. It was fantastic, greatly missed. Um, it is um, you should watch out because there are at least 10 scam websites have appeared offering people cut price Wilco goods that they're trying to get rid of from their warehouse, apparently, oh. including a sofa for just four pounds 99. And if the price doesn't ring any alarm bells, perhaps the fact that Wilco had never sold sofas should uh, ring a few yeah. alarm bells. I would say, if you're going to scam people, I can't help feeling four ninety nine is being a little modest. It is, <laughs> it is. But I suppose when people think it, well, it's worth four ninety nine to find out, well, isn't it? Frankly, you know, if I fancied a sofa, I'd probably be willing to pay, you know, forty or fifty quid. Yeah, you'd think. It does seem you? very odd, but it does. I mean, they're discount scammers. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Obviously, people brought up on Wilco because yeah. it was the most extraordinary um, shop. I mean, you'd wander around and yes. find all manner of things you didn't necessarily know you needed. It's it like was, the whole shop is almost the middle bit of Aldi or Lidl. It was what Woolworths never quite managed to be. Yeah, yeah. It is a great shame. Um, it is. Yes. Did you manage to get there? There's, they've still got a few days. You can actually go into the shop, but yes, all those nuts and bolts you're going to need in 10, 20 years' time, Steve. Exactly. I know. I know. Well, let's move on. It is very sad. I like Wilco enormously. The staff were always so nice. I know. Very sad. Okay. Anyway, as we know, AI is coming for our jobs. Well, not our jobs, but most people's jobs. You know, perhaps our jobs. But of course, the jobs that it can't uh, immediately come for are the sort of manual jobs, like, for example, cleaning toilets, which is oh, something that it. AI can't do. But I was about can. to say mechanic, yes. yes but yes. it can. Oh, Introducing the toilet cleaning robot. And I've seen video of it in action. Mm-hmm. It uh, it cleans the bowl. It cleans both the top and bottom of the seat. It cleans your urinals. It mops the floor and it dries everything. It looks absolutely remarkable. It can take the lift. It can open doors. And it's made by a New York company called Somatic, who mm-hmm. will charge companies a thousand dollars a month to to employ one of these, mm-hmm. which sounds like quite a lot. But given that it'll be charged, it'll be cleaning for they reckon about forty hours a week. That is um, just well, just under six dollars an hour, which is even less than the mm. ludicrously low minimum wage in the in the US. Does, does it put a little sign outside saying, you know, toilet being cleaned at the moment, operative in action or something? I don't think it does, and that would certainly startle a few people who didn't realize it was in there. Yes, you can't have feeling. You, you know, one of them goes awry, it's going to be the Sorcerer's Apprentice all over again. <laughs> it could it could indeed well be but setting up is not trivial so the first thing they do uh-huh. is they send someone in there with a, a a little box they walk around and they map the whole building mm-hmm. then 
an operator back at Somatic headquarters, wears a VR headset, Hmm. and does what has been described as the worst video game ever. He goes around (laughs) and virtually cleans all the toilets uh, so that the the device can learn what it has to do. Extraordinary. I suppose it is, but on the other hand, at least it means it's being tailored to your building and is not something that was used to a different set of offices completely and goes haywire. Yeah, I think it's a splendid idea. But of course, the rest of us... um, don't aren't going to stomp up a thousand dollars a month, even if we could get one over here and persuade Somatic to come and map yes, our houses for, for us. Yes, for just yes, a handful of lavatories or even one, it's hardly going to be worth it. I know, but that doesn't mean there won't be simpler versions later down the line. Well, no. So we're, we're so we're start using toilet brushes. In fact, we did feature a toilet brush very early on this show, but um, that did never. I don't remember dirty. that. Yeah, I got I got one and it still works five or six or probably seven years later and it's still working. But maybe what does it do? What does it do? It, it's, it's a spiral shaped uh, piece of sort of rubbery hmm. well, rubber, I suppose. But um, it, it never gets it never gets itself dirty. Oh, well, that's intriguing. Very clever. Hmm. Well, can you come back and talk about that later? Because I obviously didn't get one at the time. I rather wish I had. I don't know. They're still available. I will find out. Thank you. Meanwhile. It's down to the Huashong University of Science and Technology who have 3D printed the what they call the abrasion-resistant super slippery flush toilet, which they abbreviate to ASFT. <laughs> hmm. Right, okay. Yes. Well, given what they might have called it, I think perhaps we should be glad. It is. So the ASFT, uh, <laughs> they've tested it. Uh, well, first of all, it's 3D printed from a combination of plastic and hydrophobic sand. Right, and no sand could be hydrophobic. Uh, no, I wouldn't have thought so. But I suppose the sand on beaches doesn't really get soggy, does it? It gets damp, but then all the water rushes off it again. Maybe sand is naturally hydrophobic. Okay. That's an idea. Anyway, they've tested it with milk, yogurt, honey, and a variety of synthetic sticky feces. Imagine the person <laughs> whose job it is to come up with synthetic sticky feces. Let's just, just go to a joke but, shop. <laughs> exactly. Oh, gracious. Anyway. And uh, heading our way soon or still in the development stage? Still very much in the development stage, yes. Okay. It come our way eventually. Well, I think it probably it's time for us to have one of these. So, picture the scene you go on holiday, you find yourself tempted by the local liqueur. And mm. you buy a bottle, possibly in duty-free, because you can't think of anything else. And mm. and then you end up with a cupboard full of disgusting things that you bought on holiday. I've got a bottle of banana liqueur. Oh, I'll have that I... if you don't want it. Oh, really? Do you like it? Oh, I'm sure I can make nice cocktails with that. Yes. Oh, well, gracious. that's the thing. But what cocktails could you make with it? Perhaps what you need is the Barsis 360. The Barsis 360 is an automatic cocktail maker. So right. it looks... A bit like a giant donut standing on end. Okay. It's a, it's a ring, 43 centimetres tall. That's 17 inches, foot and mm. a half, if you like. And you place your glass uh, on a little platform in the middle of the ring. And there are up to six different alcohols and mixers can be put in its 900 milliliter container. So you top them up with whatever you've got in your... 900 cupboard. milliliters? Wow. Yes. That's some cocktail. Then there's just an all-in-one go. Okay, okay, right. You give it 
all of the alcohols and mixers and whatever that you want. Hmm. And then an app gives you a curated menu, whatever that means by a curated menu of cocktails. And it'll go ahead and make the cocktails for you. How about that? Well, it sounds quite good. I quite like making cocktails myself, but I'd like to see this in action. Yes. yes. Well, you can get one from thebarsis.com. That's the B-A-R-S-Y-S for... Well, $475. So not that expensive if you're really into cocktails. Quite a lot if you don't really like cocktails. In fact, if you don't really like cocktails, wouldn't buy one in the first place. But I'm still impressed by the 900 milliliter containers. I mean, you can make cocktails for quite a lot of people. You really could, couldn't you? Yes. yes. Well, I guess that's why the donut is I, so large. I will be making cocktails later tonight made with, with, with basil and ginger and vodka and sugar syrup. I was going to but say, I oh, shan't be using the friends of yours, but obviously you end up with the vodka and whatever. Basil, ginger, vodka, and vodka what? and sugar syrup. Goodness, what what do you call it's that? Lovely. Cocktail? It's called a basil ginger drop. My daughter's discovered it in China, and it's absolutely ah. delicious. Especially if you've got lots of basil around, which I have. Why have you got lots of, got a basil tree? Uh, it doesn't it doesn't come in tree form, basil. But yeah, oh, I grow basil bit. from seed quite a lot. Ah. It's very nice, very easy to do. So uh, uh, yes. we could move on, though, possibly. I shan't be getting that. I think I'll make it myself. But when it, if the price came yourself, down a lot, exactly. I'd be quite tempted. Well, maybe it will. I will keep an eye on it. Okay. But I'm very happy to take the banana liqueur off your hands if you really don't want it. At least it's in one, of, the, one of those awful bottles with, this, with the, the sort of plant growing inside. It's not one of those. No, no it hasn't got a banana tree growing inside no. it. That would be just ridiculous. So on now to Lego. And... Um, Lego, of course, the problem with Lego is stepping on it in the middle of the night when you haven't got any mm. shoes on. Mm. Once your children... Which is even more worrying if there home, are no children in the house. Yes, I suppose it is. So Lego have started making Braille-coded Lego bricks oh. for blind children and partially sighted children. So, And it's really clever because they've, taken, they've got the bobbles on the top of the bricks mm. and they, they, they've arranged the bobbles to, to read Braille letters. And then on the side of the brick, it tells you what the actual letter is. And that so doesn't that affect blind... the ability to slot together? No, apparently not. So blind children can send oh, secret wonderful. messages to each other. Yes, yes, in class, sending Lego bricks to each other. Yes, how intriguing. Yeah. So this used to be something that Lego provided free to uh, to special needs schools mm. they're now selling them to the the general public for 79 pounds 99 which is quite a lot for 287 bricks and the for the problem with the course is which way up they go because you although lego bricks can go either way up other way round in other words mm. uh braille can't if you turn a braille letter upside down it's a different letter entirely you might find that you you write a sentence to your blind child friend, hand mm. it over to them, and then it, it, they, it reads something quite disgusting when they read it back upside down. There must be a way around that. I'm sure there is, but I'm afraid I, yes, I have no idea. Okay. No. Let's move on. Let's move on to, well, vegan meat. And vegan meat has had something of a downturn lately. Uh, the uh, The share of vegan meat in supermarkets has plummeted because people are not finding it too expensive and not yeah. enough like like the real thing. Mm. There's a company called Juicy Marbles. See, not enough like the real thing, but as you frequently say, surely the whole point of being vegan is you don't want it to taste like the real thing, I'd thought. Well, yes, but in another real sense, no, because there are lots of people who <laughs> like the taste of meat. Oh, you should don't... be a politician. Go back to that <laughs> sentence again. Yes, <laughs> but in a real sense, no. 
Because there are plenty of people like myself, committed yes. carnivores, yes. who nonetheless feel somewhat guilty about mm. how eating meat is is irrevocably damaging the planet. If there were vegan meat that looked and tasted like the real thing, then I would happily eat it. Okay. So I'm quite intrigued by the idea of uh, vegan spare ribs. And this comes from a, a company called Juicy Marbles, and you've got to really <laughs> like their company name. And when they started making vegan spare ribs, of course, the thing about spare ribs, they've got a bone running through them. Mm -hmm. And they started off thinking, well, maybe we should make the bones compostable. Um, and then they said, well, let's make the bones edible. So they are vegan spare ribs with edible bones. And apparently, <laughs> after you've eaten the meat, yes. you know, this is meat in inverted commas, off the bones, you then bake or fry them or cook them in a broth and then your bones become edible and you can crunch them. It's wow. It's a Slovenian company. Their first batch, they say, will go on sale in late August, and they will take customer feedback on the look and feel, the packaging, and indeed the name. They haven't really got a name for it yet. Oh, now your chance to make a name for yourself there it's in the vegan be, meat world. It? Absolutely, yes. Dash into that. Well, let's take a, a quick break. We'll be back with more Gadget and Gizmos in a moment. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Simon Rose discussing Gadget and Gizmos with Steve Kaplan. And we are turning our attention to cat flaps. Not just any old cat <laughs> flap, of course, but right. the poorly door. The poorly door. P-A-W-L-I. Poorly door cat flap. And it is That's a That's A-W, I assume, rather than double O-R. It is A-W. Because a poorly door wouldn't be much use for a cat. It wouldn't be much use for anyone, really, yeah. would it? Yeah. It is a poorly, as you say, a poorly AW cat flap, which includes a wide-angle night vision camera. And this camera is linked to various AI and, and computer vision algorithms. And the first thing it does when a cat approaches is to check the cat's mouth. And if, the, if it sees that the cat is carrying <laughs> mice or birds, it won't let it in. Excellent. Oh, Once, I'm going to get one of these. Absolutely. Once it's determined that there is no mice or birds in the cat's mouth, it then checks its microchip, and if it is indeed your cat, it will open the door. How about that? I like the sound of that. I would like the price. Oh. £230 plus £4 a month subscription. <sighs> we oh, haven't really discussed this, have we, with the way in which so many companies are moving to subscription models. Yes. Which is, is disconcerting, because you and I both know the real reason they're doing it is because they're hoping people will forget they're subscribing and won't cancel, and they'll just be paying forever more even if they don't use the product. Well, as you said before we started this show, that you have your subscription to Now TV, even yeah. though you haven't watched it for months. Yeah. yeah. Yes. No, that yeah, and even though, in, in, their, in fairness to them, they make it very easy to stop and then start again. Yes, they do. 
Anyway, this one is from yourpaulie.com. That's Y O U R P A W L Y. Right. It, it sounds like, you know, you're, yes. you're a bit poorly, but there we go. Yes. It's yourpaulie.com. And if you have trouble with your cat bringing in little presents in the middle of the night, this may well be the answer. Most of them, I don't know when they bring them in. I just know they're there in the morning. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, shall we go on to our crowdfunding time of the week? I think that we would be that. excellent. Uh, we'll have this then. I'm quite tempted by the old fanfare, but now I'll give you the new one. The new one is much better and certainly much more high tech. I think well, you'll that's agree. That's true. That's true. Yes. So back in 2017, on this very show, mm-hmm. we discussed the Scorkle. The Scorkle, S-C-O-R-K-L, being a it's a kind of scuba tank but it's attached to a mouthpiece so it's not very long it's only about i don't know maybe eight inches long mm-hmm. and it has a mouthpiece and you put the mouthpiece in your mouth and the tank sort of hangs down from it and it gives you 10 minutes of breathing underwater which i think was an absolutely brilliant mm-hmm. idea the only problem with it was that you then had to go to a scuba shop to get your tank refilled with their air compressor. Well, introducing the Scorkel version 2. And the Scorkel version 2 has an optional electric compressor, which you can plug into the, your into the mains or into your car or indeed into your boat, if your boat has a suitable socket. Mm-hmm. And it also comes with an optional battery pack. Now, the thing about the optional battery pack is the optional battery pack does not contain an optional battery because the battery is optional inside your optional battery pack. You have to get the battery the battery <laughs> Gosh. from... Okay. It's a third-party battery that powers power tools. So you can get a Makita or a Bosch or a DeWalt battery, and apparently any of those will fit inside it. They're pretty heavy, if it's the same as my Makita drill battery. It's not while you're swimming. You oh, I see. Oh, right, right. Oh, fine. Take fine, it fine. out of the water. Fine, then you okay, it right. So it is on sale on Kickstarter for 306 Australian dollars. That's about 156 pounds. The compressor will cost you an additional 590 pounds. So hang on. So you have to compress the air in order to be able to use it. Is that right? Yes. Oh, okay. I get it. Yes. Now, the previous version, you had to take to a scuba shop in order to add... Right, yeah, I'm with it this now. This one with it now. has yeah. a compressor that will compress the air all by itself for 590 pounds. And the battery pack... Is an additional hundred and fifty-seven pounds, and that the one without, without the battery, battery in it. One without the battery in it, exactly. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, okay, so altogether, not very cheap, but not very cheap. Quite, quite an expensive toy. But I think it sounds fantastic. Having been both scuba diving and snorkeling on the same holiday, mm-hmm. I found the snorkeling far more enjoyable because it's so much more immediate. Scuba diving, not only have you got this ridiculous suit you have to wear, there's weights around your waist. And you then have to hobble hmm. down the beach with these weights. Oh, I hope there you. are pictures of that. There are fortunately no pictures of that. Darn. Okay. Yes. Uh, so I think this sounds like a very good idea. But it is a bit on the pricey side if you want the compressor. I don't know why the compressor has to be so expensive. I'm sure you can create compressed air more cheaply than that. Anyway, apparently not. So there you go. It's the Scorkle. It'll be on Kickstarter until September the 8th. So Presumably, if, you like if you've it. got going on holiday with lots of friends, one compressor will do for everybody. Yes, yes, indeed, it would. Yeah. But then you have to buy multiple of them, don't you? If you're going to do that, so that pushes the price up even more. Oh, that's true. I suppose, but, as but you say, it's per possible. person, it's cheaper. 
per person, certainly. So okay. how secure is your password? Well, we all know about getting, you know, making your password more secure, not using uh, QWERTY or the name of your favorite mm. football team or your date of birth or anything like mm. that. But uh, the University of Surrey have discovered that if you type your password into your computer while chatting on Zoom or while even on your phone, that uh, AI can work out which keys have been pressed based on the sound of the key being Good grief. Well, it's not quite as scary as it sounds, because in order to do this, they had to record all 36 keys on their MacBook Pro being pressed 25 times each. After which... And it is it different for every computer? It's different for every computer, yes. Well, then that's that's nothing. And surely, of the, all the things we have to worry about, that must be quite low down the list. It is quite low down, which is a good thing. And who, um, who and actually also, types passwords when they're talking to somebody on Zoom anyway? Well, exactly. Nobody does. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they also the bally password for... into Zoom, which never seems to remember your details, even though it says, do you want me to remember <laughs> your details? The... They also pointed out that uh, it can't tell when you release the shift key. So I think this is really not something to be worried about just yet. I know there are plenty of things that you like to worry about, but this isn't one of them. But good. I'm glad to have one less thing to worry about. That's excellent. excellent. Well, I'm glad to oblige. Okay. Where do we go now? Moving on. You remember in the film Airplane, there Mm. was uh, George, I think his name was, the, uh, the automatic pilot. Who was oh, yes, yes, yes. An inflatable pilot. Yes, there was a yes, very yes. amusing scene in which one of the stewardesses yes. had to yes, reinflate him. I yes, recall. indeed. But of course, in real life, automatic pilots are nothing like that. They are just you know, a bunch of electronics buried mm. somewhere deep within the bowels of the plane, assuming planes have bowels. Maybe they don't insert your own technical term here. <laughs> well, the Korean Institute of uh, Advanced Technology has produced the PyBot, the PyBot being a humanoid robot. And it's sort of human-shaped, and it can therefore operate any existing plane without any modification. It just sits in the seat, and it knows what to do. Not only that, but it incorporates ChatGPT, which means it can memorise all the navigation charts from everywhere in the Mm. world, and the Quick Reference Handbook, which is the the book that has procedures for emergencies, like the plane about to crash or losing fuel or that kind of thing. Mm. Now, as I, we know, ChatGPT is prone to hallucinating, as they yes. call it. Yes, I was going to say, I mean, I, I'm impressed they can do it. I feel sorry for poor pilots, but I can't help feeling I'd rather there was a human yes. pilot rather than a humanoid pilot, exactly. especially if it hallucinates. Especially if it's hallucinating. The thing is, you don't know when it's hallucinating because it doesn't tell you. It comes out with tremendous confidence, even when it's lying to you. So yes. it is so those, those concerning. Those pilots' announcements could be really disconcerting. <laughs> they could come up with all kinds of things. Yes. On the, on the hand, left, you can see the, the, the Eiffel Tower. On the right is uh, the Cape of Good Hope. Exactly. I mean, what, yes. I don't, yes. Well, then, unlike uh, a regular pilot, you could always say to it, give me that announcement again in haiku form. And then it would do well, that. That, that is that is true. That would be very reassuring as you're plummeting from the sky, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we're almost out of time. One more quick one. Uh, yes, we can go on to Sharp, the uh, electronics manufacturers who are about to sell 
their 25-inch e-paper posters. Mm-hmm. 25 inches, so it's about 600 millimetres by 350 millimetres. Mm. And it's a poster that shops, restaurants, whatever, can stick up on their walls and with eight gigabytes of online storage. And what's good about it is that as it's e-paper, it doesn't need any power to keep it going. So it needs power when you change the content on it. So with 60,000 colors, which is not quite up to computer screen standards, but it's really not bad, you could put your daily menu up there. You could put special offers up there. You don't need to cable it in. It could probably run on batteries or even possibly solar powered. And you can just hang it on the wall or stick it outside. Does it have a built-in intuition as to where apostrophe should go? Almost certainly not. No, I think that is still down to the the skill or lack thereof of the operator. So greengrocers the world over should be eyeing this up. I'm sure they will be. (laughs) Sounds quite intriguing. It sounds so splendid, doesn't it? Yes, I think it's a a very good idea. Am I going to get one? No, can you can you get uh, them? You, uh, not quite yet, but they will be able to get them fairly soon, they say. Excellent. Well, say that, that's it then for this week's Gadget and Gizmos. We'll be back with more, I was going to say more of the same, but they won't be the same. Otherwise, we just rerun this episode again. More different Gadget and Gizmos at the same time next week. That's it from Steve Capin and myself, Simon Rose. Share Radio. Oh, that's what I meant to press. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.